0: to be your online host today. Today is an exciting day. It's Thrive's reopening day on site. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to Thrive and we're so glad that you're joining us this morning. I encourage you to text me to 604-285-5770 or visit mythrive.info to connect with us and receive your very own Thrive stainless steel water bottle. Here at Thrive, we love to keep everyone engaged. In fact, we have created specific content for children ages three to 12. Parents, head on over to mythrive.info and click Thrive Kids to get them set up with our online activities and Zoom classes from 10.45 to 11.15 a.m. This is a great way for children to be engaged with one another and in fun biblical content that's specifically made for them while we dive into our exciting message series, Rise Up and Wise Up. All right, everyone, today we have the privilege of having Pastor Jamie here to share with us God's word. We have no time to waste, so let's go straight into our message.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to Thrive Church. This is an incredible day here at Thrive, and before we do anything else, I want to welcome all of our first-time guests. If you're here for the very first time, whether you stumbled upon us online or a friend invited you, you are what we call our VIP, and we're especially thrilled to have you here. In fact, if you're new to Thrive, then guess what? We've got a special gift to give you. It's your very own Thrive Church stainless steel water bottle. If you want to get that, you can go to mythrive.info, touch the button that says new to Thrive, and we'd love to send to your door your very own stainless steel Thrive Church water bottle. Just a simple way to say thanks so much for joining us today. Can we give all of our VIPs in this place a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? It is so good to have you here. In fact, we've got a saying here at Thrive, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, would you welcome one another to the church today? If you are watching online, would you welcome one in your chat rooms, maybe you're sitting beside someone, give them a high five, a handshake, a warm hug, and just welcome one to the church. If you're watching on site, you can go ahead and give each other an air high five or an air hug and just say, it is so good to see you here. What an amazing day it is. And it's a history-making day for us because for the first time in 16 months, we have reopened the Thrive Center for On-Site Services. And it's our first Sunday that we're ever doing on-site and online services at the same time. It's been amazing to see people today coming through the doors of Thrive Church. We've got our safety protocols, people coming in, getting their temperatures checked, beep. You know, they have their mobile pass, beep. And there's starting to see people they haven't seen in a long time, I'm like, oh my goodness, I haven't seen you in so long, it's so good to see you, and they're going into the foyer, they're going to the sanctuary, they like, oh my goodness, I haven't been here in like over a year, oh my goodness, what have you done, it's amazing, what, can we use this, wow, and, and, and just like people going around, it's been such an amazing day, and whether you're watching online or you're here with us on site, we are so glad that you're here, can we give God a big hand and a big shout for this amazing day here at Thrive Church. It's so good to be with you. It's so good to be back with all of you, whether you're here, if you're here with us on site. And, and I wasn't really sure exactly how I would feel on a day like this, but if there's one word, if there's any word to describe how I feel on this day, the word is thankful. Is that I'm, I'm thankful that we made it through these past 16 months together. I'm thankful for how you stuck by us and joined us this past 16 months. I'm thankful for our entire team that made these 16 months of online church possible. I'm thankful for all of our staff and our volunteers who've been working so hard throughout the past several weeks and around the clock over the past several weekends to make our reopening of the Thrive Center possible. Thank you to Pastor Shar. thank you to Ryan, thank you to Amy, thank you to Tina, thank you to Tim, thank you to Grace, thank you to David, thank you to Eden, thank you to Sean, thank you to Daniel, thank you to Mel, Amberly, Kelvin, Michael, Raul, Sandra, Sophie, Mark, and all of our other volunteers and staff, Can we give them all a big hand, big shout in this place together right now. We're so thankful for you, and most of all, we're thankful to God that through the past 16 months, whether we've been online or what, that we have God's goodness to hang on to all throughout, that God's love endures forever. And because of his goodness in our lives, we are here today to welcome a new season at Thrive Church, both on site and online. Here's believing the best is yet to come. Amen. And a big hi to all of our church family that's watching online today. If you're watching online, we can't wait to see you here on site one day. And we hope to you know, see you here really soon. And just a matter of time, you can go to mythrive.info to register and get your mobile pass to come in. We would love to see you here. Praise God. We are celebrating an amazing day here at Thrive Church. Well, let's get into the message right now. What a special day this is. I've got a special word for you as we get to the message today. would you grab your Bibles right now? Maybe yours is a paper Bible like mine. Maybe yours is a phone you downloaded the Bible into. Either way is cool. Why don't you hold up your Bible like so as we get into the word this morning. Let's all raise up our Bibles and let's all say this out loud in a big loud voice. We're to say, this is my Bible. It is God's word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life and I will never be the same in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, by the way, if you're new to Thrive, and you are new to church, you're new to the Bible, you're new to Jesus, then we are especially thrilled that you're here. We hope that you find that this is a safe place for you, that Thrive is a place where you can be yourself, a place where you can find community and encouragement and hope, a place where you can you know, ask the questions that are on your mind. In fact, if we can serve you in any way at all, then we want to encourage you to email us at info at thrivechurch.ca. Maybe you don't come from any background or maybe another faith background. We're so glad that you are here. We hope you make yourself right at home. Well, today we are going into episode three of a new series we're doing here at Thrive. It's called Rise Up and Wise Up. Everyone say Rise Up and Wise Up. Rise Up and Wise Up. This series is all about finding hope and wisdom through the powerful book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. And the book of Proverbs, if you don't know, is all about gaining wisdom. What is wisdom? See, as we've been learning over the past few weeks, wisdom is not just about being smart or having head knowledge or academic understanding or book smarts. See, the fact is this: you can be really smart and also really unwise. You can be really learned in a particular area of study or work and still be very unwise. That's because wisdom is less about head knowledge or book smarts or academics or being bright. It's more about making good decisions. See, wisdom is the God-given ability to make good decisions and exercise sound judgment in real life situations. Could you use more wisdom? I certainly could. And the fact is we all can. I've made way too many mistakes in my lifetime to know that I will never lose my need for wisdom. And I will always need wisdom for as long as I live. And I believe the same goes for you as well. No matter how old you are, no matter how far in the journey you've been, you will never lose your need for wisdom. Would you turn your name and say, I need wisdom? I need wisdom. And see, how do you get more wisdom? We're talking about that today. We're talking about how do you get more wisdom. And this message I'm here to share with you today, it's got an interesting title. Let me share it with you right now. The message title for today is, I'm still pursuing her. I'm still pursuing her. Would you turn to your name and say, I'm still pursuing her. I'm still pursuing her. See, I'm here to let you know today, if there's nothing else you get from this message, that pursuing wisdom is very similar to pursuing someone that you're interested in. Someone that you're interested in romantically, even. Have you ever pursued someone in a romantic way before? Some like, no, I've never pursued anyone. I've always been the one being pursued. If that's you, congratulations. You are the lucky one. The fact is, a lot of us do some pursuing in our lifetime at some point. And we think to ourselves, you know what? How can I pursue this person? What can I do? What can I say to touch this person's heart, to grab this person's attention? And see, to me, uh, you know, one of the best ways I can explain the idea of pursuing wisdom and, and pursuing Suing someone that you love is to share a song with all of you that I've actually never I think shared before, except with one person. Uh, and uh, this is a song that I wrote for my wife, Pastor Charlene. And uh, can you give Pastor Charlene a big hand in this place together right now) <laughs> And I can't actually remember when I wrote this song. Uh, most likely, though, I wrote it after we got married. And it's because I really believe this, is that even after you find the one that you're meant to be with, even after you have married that person and you already have that person in your life, you still need to pursue that person. Amen? Is that pursuing doesn't end when you say, I do. If anything, that's just the beginning of your pursuit. And, and so, you know, this song is a song that I wrote for uh, Charlene, just probably, I don't know, maybe three, four years into marriage. It's a song that I still sometimes sing to this day. Uh, But this song is called Sunshine to the Rain. Do you want to hear it? Here it goes. It's a really simple song, but let me just share it with you right now.
2: Ask me how I feel Cause I feel like there's no luckier individual than me why do I feel this way? Because I have you in my life Because I have you by my side And if I told you how I feel You'd think I'm strange But I can't deny the feeling Loving you is why I've been made You came into my life Everything changed You brought the sunshine to the rain And filled my life Now there's a rainbow in my heart That glows every day Since you brought sunshine to the rain Everything changed Baby, I love you And my love for you goes deep into The deepest part of me Why do I feel this way? Because I have you in my life Because I have you by my side And if I told you how I feel You'd think I'm strange But I can't deny the feeling Brother, you is why I've been made. You've been into my life, and everything changed. You brought the sunshine to the rain. And filled my life. Now there's a rainbow in my heart that glows every day. You sent the sunshine to the rain, and everything changed. Everything
1: changed Everything changed. Can we give God a big hand, a big shout and let's place together right now? <laughs> uh I don't have the greatest voice. But praise God that that wasn't necessary for Charlene, thankfully. And uh, that's called Sunshine to the Rain. I, I wrote that song after we got married, you know, because I just feel like, you know what, I still need to pursue this amazing girl in my life. And the reason I bring that up, why do I share this song about me pursuing this girl that I am interested in? It's because the title of today's message is, I'm still pursuing her. And it's because pursuing God's wisdom is like pursuing someone that you are really interested in. It's in case you didn't know, the book of Proverbs actually describes wisdom as a woman. Do you know that? Some of you are like, of course, especially some of the women, Like, of course, wisdom's a woman. Like, uh, how could she be anything else but a woman? Well, not so fast. Let's dig a little deeper. Why does the book of Proverbs describe wisdom as a woman? Let's take a look at that right now. See, keep in mind that in the book of Proverbs, King Solomon, he's the one who produced the book of Proverbs, he's speaking to his son. It's from the perspective of a father to a son. And the first nine chapters of Proverbs consist of 10 lectures from Solomon to his son. And what he's saying is he's describing wisdom to the son. And he's saying wisdom is like the most gorgeous, most desirable, most honorable, most worthy woman you could possibly pursue as a wife. Someone who is worth pursuing. Look at Proverbs 3, 13 to 18 with me right now. What does it say? It says, blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than ruby nothing you desire can compare with her long life is in her right hand in her left hand are riches and honor her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace she is a tree of life to those who embrace her those who lay hold of her will be blessed and so Solomon is describing what wisdom is like to his son and the best picture you can come up with is that wisdom is like a really desirable woman She's like the most desirable woman you could ever want. She is this, all this amazing woman who's worth pursuing. Look at Proverbs 4, 6-9. to It says this, it says, do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Esteem her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will set a garland of grace on your head and present you with a crown of splendor. See what's going on. In other words, what is Solomon saying? He saying that wisdom is like the most desirable woman a man could possibly pursue. And though it costs you all you have, get wisdom in your life. And why is it? It's because when you watch out for wisdom, wisdom watches out for you. When you love wisdom, wisdom loves you back. Is that esteem her and she will exalt you. Embrace her, she will honor you. You're, when you're good to wisdom, wisdom is good to you. It's not just a one-way relationship where you're doing all the giving, is that wisdom gives back. And see, that's why we need wisdom in our lives. In that Proverbs eight seventeen, this is where lady wisdom is speaking. And this is what she says: She says, I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. See, the Hebrew word, if you can underline the word seek, everyone say seek. See, the Hebrew word for seek here is shahar. Shahar Doesn't that kind of sound like Pastor Shahar? Doesn't it? Is, and, and what does Shahar mean? Shahar, Shahar means to seek diligently. Shahar, to seek, means to get up early in the morning and lose sleep because you're so intent on finding this thing that you're seeking. That's the kind of attitude that Solomon is telling us we need to have when it comes to pursuing wisdom. That's why Proverbs 18, 17 or 8 17 in the English Standard Version, the ESV says, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. What's the lesson here is that if you want to have the best that wisdom has to offer, you need to actively pursue her. It's not just enough to sit on your hands and hope that wisdom comes you one day. You need to pursue her. You need to go after her. In fact, Proverbs 7.4 contains the strongest language of all in terms of this idea of pursuing wisdom. Look at Proverbs 7.4, it says, Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend see, what is this? This is actually language of marriage. Do you know that? If you read Song of Songs, which is one book over after Proverbs, is that is that Song of Songs is, is, is Solomon on his wedding night and he's telling his bride, you are my sister. Now, maybe, well, that's weird. Like, my sister? Oh, no. But that, that's back in ancient year East. That's the way that they talk is that this is the most intimate relationship possible between a bride and the groom. And, and this is what Solomon is using this picture to describe the kind of intimate Relations you want to have with wisdom. And see the message to all of us here, regardless of our gender, regardless of our age, whether you want to get married or not, the fact is that we were meant to pursue wisdom with everything that we have. And in fact, to not pursue wisdom and to not find wisdom is actually to harm yourself. Turn name, and say, I need to pursue wisdom. I need to pursue wisdom. Proverbs 8, 36 says it this way. It says, For whoever finds me, this is wisdom speaking again, for whoever finds me, finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But whoever fails to find me, harms himself. All who hate me love death. See, if you don't end up pursuing wisdom, you're going to end up pursuing something else much less than wisdom. And and I don't know if you know this, but Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, doesn't just describe one woman. Proverbs actually describes two women. Do you know that? If you read Proverbs chapter 9, there are two women that are juxtaposed against one another, two contrasting women. There is Lady Wisdom, whom we love, whom we've been talking about, and there's also another lady called Folly, Wisdom and folly, two different girls and these two different women, they are both attractive in their own way. They are both calling for attention, but the consequences of pursuing one versus the other are completely different. One is a tree of life. The other one leads to death. In fact, this actually is a little hint, a little clue, a little hyperlink that takes us back to the book of Genesis. In Genesis two, if you ever read the book of Genesis before, the first book of the Bible is talking about creation and how in Genesis, Genesis two, in the garden of Eden, there were two trees that were in the middle of the garden. There's the tree of life that God says, Adam and Eve, you ought to eat from this tree. It's gonna give you life. Eat from it, please eat from it. And then there's a tree that's called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he's like, don't touch that tree. You know, don't go near that tree. Don't eat from that tree. No matter how good it looks, don't eat from that tree. And now here, both are pleasing to the eye and both have consequences to eating that are totally different from one another. And so what happens? One brings you life, the other brings you death. And what happened is you've got the difference between lady wisdom and lady folly. Both are attracted to their own way. Both are calling for your attention. The question is which one are you gonna listen to? And in the the case of Genesis, what did Adam and Eve do? The Genesis story says, Adam and Eve, they chose the wrong tree. They chose to go after folly, trying to be wise in their own eyes. And they ate from that tree. They died as a result. And see, they paid dearly for the wrong choice. And it's like like Proverbs is looking at us now and saying, hey, that's what happened to Adam and Eve. They made their choice. Now it's your turn. What choice are you going to make? Choose wisdom. See, that's what's going on in the book of Proverbs. Turn to Amor and say, I got to pursue wisdom. I got to pursue wisdom. See, how do you pursue wisdom? See, when I talk about wisdom today as a she, don't get me wrong. See, I'm using the language of Proverbs, which talks about wisdom as a she, but that's just a figure of speech. That's just a picture. When you go to heaven one day, you don't, you're don't, you not going to find someone called Lady Wisdom. Oh, can I talk to Lady Wisdom? Is she around? No, there isn't a Lady Wisdom there. Please don't pray to Lady Wisdom because there is no Lady Wisdom in real life. It is a figure of speech. It's what's called personification. It's it's this picture that Solomon, is using for the wisdom of God to hit us in a personal way. And here today, I want to end by telling you four ways that you and I can pursue wisdom. If you need more wisdom in your life, I encourage you to take some good notes today as look at four ways that you can pursue and find wisdom. Now I got, I'm going to give you a little tip and a little hint is that if you would take note of these four ways that you can pursue wisdom, if you would apply those same four ways to any relationship in your life, guess what? That relationship is going to be blessed. It will be. So take good notes. Even just for the sake of that relationship, take good notes. Point number one, key number one to pursuing wisdom. Do the things wisdom likes. Do the things you know wisdom likes. You know, when uh, Charlene and I were still dating, we actually started dating long distance. Uh, you know, Charlene, she was uh, studying at a university in Boston, in the States. I was studying in Toronto. And actually that's how we started dating. We started dating long distance, a lot of calling cards, all that stuff. And I remember one time we're talking on the phone and as we're talking on the phone, I would have this thing where I would I would kind of have this word document open where I'd be taking notes on Char as we're talking, uh, almost like a, you know, I don't know, some kind of like data, you know, data analyst or whatever. And, 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 and I'd be, you know, getting, you Know, different information about her. I'll be writing it down. One of the things that she once talked about was how she loved Krispy Kreme donuts. My, have times changed. My, have times changed. You know, like b- back then, you know, she was like, oh, I love Krispy Kreme donuts. Have you ever had a Krispy Kreme donut before? Oh, no, I haven't had a Krispy Kreme donut before. But it was like, you know what? Like, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue her. And so because I'm going to pursue, I want to get her a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. And, and so what I did was, the problem was this, is that, is that Boston has no Krispy Kreme. There, there is no Krispy Kreme. Um, Toronto had no Krispy Kreme. We just have always fresh Tim Hortons, right? That's all we have. And, and so I had to think of another way to get this thing that th- this, this girl of mine likes. I wanna I wanna give it to her. I had to find another way. So I called a friend of mine in California and said, hey, you guys have Krispy Kreme down there, right? And she said, yeah, yeah, I do. We do. We have lots of Krispy Kreme. I'm like, okay, perfect. Could you buy a box of Krispy Kreme donuts and send them to this address? It's, it's, and who, who's, oh, it's my girlfriend. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, oh, And she became all of a sudden more excited about the gift than I, and she's like, oh, can I, can I put in some hearts that say like, I love you? And I'm like, please, don't please, please. This is, we just started dating. I was like, please, please, please just like, get your own girlfriend. All right? this, this is my girlfriend. All right. Okay. Just, just you need to send a box of Krispy Kreme donuts to my girlfriend. All right. And, and so that's what she did. And I remember a few days later, Charlene, she goes to the mail and she receives a package in the mail and she's carrying this package with her in her arms and she's says, oh my goodness, my mail has never smelled this good before. Oh, this, this, this mail <laughs> smells so good. And, and she went into her dorm room and her college university dorm mates our dorm roommates, they're, they're, they're kind of crowding around, like, what is this, what is this? And she opens it and it's like, oh my goodness, it's a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. And they kind of had a Krispy Kreme party right there and then. It was literally the sweetest gift I ever gave to Charlene. And, you know, I got a sweet message back from her on a voicemail after that made it all worth it. And why do I mention that? It's because, how many you know, pursuing wisdom is about doing what wisdom likes. It's about doing what you know wisdom likes. Don't just demand from wisdom. Don't just order wisdom around going, you need to do this for me, you need to do that for me. No, you want to serve wisdom. You want to speak wisdom's language of love. You want to do what wisdom likes. Turn your name and say, do what wisdom likes. Do what wisdom likes. Here's a question for you. What is one thing you already know wisdom likes? Whatever that is, do it, and you'll actually be on your way to more wisdom. See, the good news is that Proverbs is full of details on what wisdom likes. Look at Proverbs 8, 12 and 13 together. What does it say? It says, I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. And so we're starting to feel a couple things of wisdom's character is that she loves prudence. That means being careful and thoughtful in your ways. She loves knowledge and discretion. She does not like evil. She does not like pride and arrogance. In fact, she hates it. She hates evil behavior. She hates hates perverse speech is what she says. And see, what's the lesson there? If you already know that wisdom doesn't like stuff like pride or perverse speech, then these are things that you can already know. Okay, if I'm gonna pursue wisdom, I gotta cut these things out of my life. Right? I, I can't, like, if, so if you, for example, have, if you have the tendency to, to boast a lot about yourself and, and kind of you know, like make yourself the center of the universe, then you know what? Do what wisdom likes and learn to be humble. Learn to hold your tongue and not be so quick to boast about yourself. You know, maybe you have a tendency to, to do perverse speech. Like you, you gossip a lot. You slander people. You, you talk negatively about people behind their back often. And, and and you have to learn to do what wisdom likes. It's to hold your tongue. Maybe you're the, ten, the kind of person who tends to jump to conclusions a lot without understanding the situation. You tend to, you know, you know, just do all, you know, criticize and judge before you really know what's going on. Do what wisdom likes and hold your tongue. See, why is it? It's because if you want to pursue and get more of wisdom, you need to do what you already know wisdom likes. You want to speak wisdom's language of love. Amen. Verse 20. Verse 20 says, I walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice. See, say you're trying to find someone and you're not sure where they are. Where would you go first to find them? You would go to the places where they're most likely to be whether well, it's in the mall because they love shopping or they have the park because they love to play ultimate frisbee or what you go to, you'd think, okay, what does this person like? Where would they like to go? And I'm going to go there to find them. That's just natural, right? Same with wisdom is that you know that wisdom walks in the way of righteousness along the path of justice. And so if you're looking for wisdom, if you want to find wisdom, you want to pursue wisdom and you're looking for, you don't know where wisdom is, where do you go? You go where righteousness is. You go where justice is. You go there because that's where you're likely to find wisdom. Amen. Amen. See, if wisdom has already indicated what she likes and where she likes to go, that's where you know how I can pursue wisdom. I'm going to go where she is. I'm going to do what she likes. Amen. Amen. See, let me put it this way. If you don't get it yet, you don't gain wisdom just by collecting knowledge. By collecting information, by listening to all these different, that's not wisdom. Wisdom, how do you gain wisdom? You gain wisdom by doing one wise thing after another, intentionally. Is that you gain wisdom by doing. It's learning by doing when it comes to wisdom. And the more you do what wisdom likes, guess what? The more peace and joy you will have in life. Because it's, it's this idea that, that you know all her paths are peace, the peace of knowing that you've you've handled the situation well. It's the peace of knowing that you're avoiding some unnecessary trouble and stress for yourself and other people. When you handle, when, when you do things wisely, it's like, instead of shame and guilt about how you handle the situation, there's a sense that God is somehow pleased, you know, because you've acted in a way that brings benefit to others. You've acted in a way that gives glory to God and which ultimately also helps yourself. That's why Proverbs three seventeen says about wisdom, her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. It's because when you pursue wisdom, what you get in return is joy and peace in your life. How do you pursue wisdom? First way, do what wisdom likes. Turn your neighbor and say, do what, likes. do what wisdom likes. Do what wisdom likes. That's key number one. Key number two, if you want to pursue wisdom, get more of wisdom in your life, pay attention to wisdom every day pay attention to wisdom every day. Proverbs 8:34 says it this way. This is now again lady wisdom talking. She says this, "Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway." Would you underline those words watching daily? Watching daily. See, th- this is what this is the thing about wisdom. Wisdom isn't actually that hard to get. She doesn't play that hard to get. The Bible even says wisdom is often calling you. Is that whether we know it or not, wisdom is calling. Look at Proverbs 8, verse 1. It says, does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights along the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Stop right there and underline the words, on the heights along the way. What's the heights? You know, whenever the Bible refers to the heights, you got to think of Mountains. Mountains are heights. And many know that when you're walking through life, you're gonna face mountains. Maybe you're facing a mountain right now. Maybe that mountain is called a sickness. Maybe that mountain is called the health of someone you love. Maybe that mountain is called marriage. Maybe that, health, that mountain is called financial stress. Maybe that, health, that mountain is called you know some uncertainty or worry in your future. There's a mountain in your life. There's a mountain, a height along the way. And guess what? The Bible says, Proverbs says, wisdom is calling in that moment. That when you're on that mountain, when you're facing that big mountain, you don't know what to do. Wisdom is calling. Wisdom is calling as you're hiking up this mountain, going, how am I going to possibly get over this? Wisdom is calling you right there. What else? It says, where the paths meet. What does that mean? Where's the, where the paths meet? That's an intersection. That's a crossroads. That's a fork in the road where you have to choose. So shall I go this way or that way? When you have to make a big decision that concerns your future direction, you're like, you know, which way should I go? Guess what? In that moment, when you're at a crossroads where the paths meet, wisdom is calling. Wisdom's like, make the right choice. Go this way, don't go that way. See, that's what wisdom does. Wisdom is calling. Turn you and say, wisdom is calling. Wisdom is calling. Verse 3 says, beside the gates leading into the city, at the entrances. See, what are the gates leading into a city? That's, that's the front entrances of any city, any town. And what does that represent? The, wisdom, the, 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 the gates leading into the city, that represents the start of a new season. Are you starting a new season? You might be starting a new season when it comes to your family life, your work, when it comes to your your, your schooling. We here at Thrive Church, we're in a brand new season right now, online and on site at the same time. And and see, here's the thing. In this new season, this is like the the, the beginning of a city. This is like the entrance to a city. And guess what? Wisdom says in that moment that you're in, hey, I'm calling. I'm here. And see, it's it's that when you're on the mountain, when you're facing a mountain, When you're facing a crossroads, when you're starting a new season, wisdom is calling. Do I need to sing it for you? Like, you know that song, uh, Oh, Come to the Altar? Are you climbing a mountain that's hard? Are you facing a crossroads, or are you facing a fork in the road? Wisdom is calling, right? Are you starting a season that's new? Are you lost and you don't have a clue? Wisdom is calling. See, wisdom is calling. And what does wisdom say when she calls? Look at verse four. It says, To you, O men, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, gain understanding. Listen, for I have worthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. See, in every moment, wisdom is calling. Pay attention to wisdom. Every day, take time to listen for wisdom, to watch for wisdom. How do you do that? Practically, how do you do that? Sounds great, but how do you do it? Here's a a few tips you can do. Number one, read God's word every day read God's word every day. There's so much wisdom contained in the scriptures just waiting for you to uncover. And if you don't know how to do that, if you don't know you're sure how to read the Bible, that's what we're here at Thrive Church to help you do. Sign up for Pastor JB's game time sharings, an email that I send out with a passage from scripture to, to, to chew on. You know, you can sign up for Thrive Disciple School levels one and two where we teach you how to read the Bible, how to make the most of it. You can sign up for both of those at mythrive.info. Read God's word every day. Another way is when you come to church and you're listening to this message, listen with an humble heart. Yeah. Listen with an attentive heart, an expectant heart, an open heart, you know, a teachable heart. You take notes, you pay attention. That's how you're listening to wisdom and paying attention. Another one, when you pray, surrender your agenda to God. Don't just order God around as, as if he's your servant. No, you're his servant. And so surrender your agenda to God. And see, God, what do you think of this? God, what, what, what is your take on this issue? How, how do you want me to deal with this issue? I'm committed to doing whatever it is that you want me to do. In fact, just a while back, there was someone in my family uh, where the relationship between me and that person was kind of strained. We, we got into a bit of miscommunication, a bit of misunderstanding, and, uh, and I'm like, I'm thinking about it a lot. It's kind of bothering me quite a bit, and, and you, know, you know how I told you, in the book of Proverbs, there's 31 chapters, and you can actually read the book of Proverbs one chapter a day. You'll finish it in a month, and so I've told you to do that. I've been doing that myself. I was in Proverbs chapter 10. And I'm looking at that one of the verses there and also, I'm not gonna tell you which one, but it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, oh my goodness, I think I've been taking this person for granted. And I realized, you know what? Based on the wisdom that's revealed in Proverbs 10, I need to do something about it. So I, I called that person up and we, we met, I brought some goodies, we talked. It was the best talk we've had in a really long time. And a relationship is so much better because of it. Amen. Amen. That's what happens when you listen to wisdom, your relationships improve as well. So turn to everyone and say, pay attention to wisdom, pay attention to wisdom, pay attention to wisdom. Number three, if you want to pursue wisdom, be specific with wisdom about what you need or wish for, be specific with what you need. And see, there are two sides to pursuing wisdom. Do you know that? is that on one side, just like we learned before, it's recognizing that wisdom is calling and we need to answer. There's that part. Wisdom is calling, we answer. But there's another side to pursuing wisdom, which is recognizing that we need to sometimes take the proactive step of calling for more wisdom. And it's not just we wait for whatever it comes. We go to wisdom and say, hey, I need more of you. Proverbs 2, 3 to 6 says this. And if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Turn around and say, be specific, be specific. Don't just be this generalist who's like, you know, oh God, give me wisdom, thank you. No, you, you, you want to be specific because if you're not specific, you could actually miss very specific wisdom that God wants to give to you. For example, you know, when Shara when and I got married, we soon discovered something, is that we cannot read each other's minds. <laughs> and all the married people in this place said, amen, right? Is that there's times when you're like, you think you know what they're presenting, but you actually don't, you actually have no clue. And, and then finally, when you actually get to talking, you realize that, oh my goodness, we just completely miss each other. We're like ships passing in the night. And we learn from that, and we're still learning today that we need, if we want a good relationship, we need to learn to communicate with one another clearly, gently, directly, and specifically about what we need, about what we hope for, about what we expect and what we want from one another. Amen? Amen? See, wisdom works in a similar way. That God, he perceives your thoughts from afar. Even before a word is on your tongue, he knows it completely. So why does God still ask you to ask specifically for wisdom? Let me give you two reasons. The first reason is because God is a gentleman. And God will not force himself upon you. He waits for you to ask. He respects your freedom, right? That's the first reason. The second reason that God waits for you to ask is because God wants you to learn to depend on him. Because the fact is, if you were, if God just gave you wisdom without you ever asking for it, you would take all the credit for yourself. You'd be, oh, I'm so smart. I'm so wise, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, and, and, and you never had to ask God for it. You'd be oh, I'm like the smartest person in the world. Like, and, and here's the thing is that that's the, that's the opposite of what God wants you to be. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that's why God asks us to ask him specifically. Amen. And so when you pray for wisdom, be specific. So for example, when I'm, when I get a text or an email, that's a little hard to respond to sometimes if I'm wise enough, I'll stop. And before I send anything, I'll just pray. I'll be like, God, please give me wisdom to know how to reply to this person. And I might go to the gym I'll exercise first. I'll be thinking about it. I'll be praying and finally I'll be, okay, you know what? Let's let's respond this way. I don't reply right away all the time. Another one is this, when I'm preparing a sermon and there's a part of the sermon that I'm still not really that confident about. I'm like, okay, it doesn't transition very well. Like, is there a better way to say this? Or I I, want to make sure it's really clear. And sometimes like the night before I preach, I'll go to God and say, God, like this one part of the sermon, would you please give me wisdom on that? Would you please show me what what's the best way to, to say this? And then I will go, I'll go to sleep, I'll wake up the next morning, and I'll have an idea in my head. And see, another one's like sometimes people ask us, you know, especially couples getting married, will ask, you know, me and Pastor Shar, hey, like, when you and Pastor Shar pray, how do you guys pray together? Let me kind of Kind of like eliminate and kind of put to to put to bed, put to death any kind of misconceptions you guys have. See, we don't do the stereotypical thing. Me and Pastor Char, we you know the way we pray together is we're we're sitting upright in bed and we we're holding hands. We're doing devotions for couples. You know, book. You know, uh, oh, let's let's do devotions. If you do that, hey, praise God. That, not, nothing rings that. But, but we don't do that. We're, okay, let us let, let's let's let, you read the first one. I'll read the second one. Like, we don't do that. All right, we don't do that. See, but but it's, this is what we do more more than she has her own time with God. I have my own time with God. But in those crossroad times, in those mountain times, in those times when we just feel the need to seek God, we will come together. And what we'll do is we will ask God specifically for wisdom together. We'll say, God, this is what's going on. Would you please give us wisdom about how to do it? And we'll just wait in God's presence together. She'll pray something. I might pray something. And we'll just wait in God's presence together. And we'll just sit and we'll listen as we ask God specifically for wisdom. And we'll be okay, what do you sense? I sense it. What what do you sense? And and, and that's how we gain wisdom together. Amen. The idea is when you pray for wisdom, be specific. So here's a question for today. What is one specific situation or one specific issue in your life where you need to be specific about asking for wisdom? Not just, oh, God give me wisdom. No, but but specifically that, specifically that. Which one is it? See, I want to encourage you to be specific because part of pursuing wisdom is realizing that we need to be specific with God and specific with, with wisdom about what we need, want, and hope for. Amen. That's the key to getting wisdom. Is this helpful in this place so far? Key number four, and we're gonna finish off today. If you wanna pursue wisdom, key number four, get to know Jesus better. Get to know Jesus better. See, if you wanna pursue wisdom and find wisdom, you gotta remember this Jesus is the fullest expression of the wisdom of God. If you wanna know what God's wisdom is like, you look at Jesus. And see, even more than Lady Wisdom, you look at Jesus. See, the more you get to know Jesus, the more you get to know wisdom. In fact, when you read how Lady Wisdom is described in Proverbs 8, she actually sounds a bit like Jesus. Do you know that? Look at Proverbs 8, 22. This is Lady Wisdom talking about herself. And notice how there's seemingly some possible similarity with Jesus. Look at this. Verse 22 says, the Lord brought me forth as the first of his works, before his deeds of old. I was appointed from eternity, from the beginning before the world began. When there were no oceans, I was given birth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills. You know, what, what's what's, what's he saying? Is that, he's actually talking about day two and three of creation in Genesis, right? Before all these things happened, wisdom was there. He says, I was given birth. Before he made the earth or its field or any dust of the world, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundaries so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was the craftsman at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. See, what's going on is that, is that wisdom is talking, talking about, uh, about wisdom's role in God creating this universe. And, and see, here's the thing. What, what's the important thing to get? First off, there are some similarities between Lady Wisdom and Jesus. There's a commentator called Bruce Waltke and, and he identifies a few similarities, which I, I think are, are good. You know, number one, two similar, some similarities between Jesus and Lady Wisdom both existed with God before anything else was created right? Both played some role in creating this universe. Both descended from heaven to dwell with human beings, but were often rejected by human beings. Both teach heavenly wisdom. Both call the listeners children. Both lead, those who, uh, both lead those who listen to them to life. Both, uh, and and it's, it's death for those who reject them. Both offer blessings, the symbol of food and wine. Just read Proverbs 9. But see, here's the thing. There's a lot of similarities between wisdom and Jesus, but there's also one crucial difference. Notice this is that whereas Proverbs 8 says that God gave birth to wisdom, that somehow God created or gave birth to wisdom. Really, that's, I think that's more of an idea of saying that wisdom is an expression of who God is, but saying, oh, God created wisdom. Jesus was not a creation of God. Jesus is God. He is the creator. So what's the conclusion? With Lady wisdom is not exactly Jesus. And so what's the conclusion is that if lady, Je- if lady wisdom and in, in, in Proverbs is not Jesus, what's the connection? Well, let me tell it to this way. Lady wisdom in Proverbs is a type of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? A type of Jesus Christ. What's a type? A type is a picture pointing to something greater. A type is an imperfect picture pointing to something greater. The picture isn't the thing it's pointing to, but it's just, it's like a sign, it's pointing to something greater. And lady wisdom is a type. Of Jesus. It's pointing to something or someone greater. A type has certain similarities with the thing that it's pointing to, but it's not exactly it. And so when you think of the type, what you should think of is the one who's greater than the type. Amen. See, there's there's lots of types in the in the Old Testament. There's, for example, in Exodus, which we studied last year, we talked about the Passover lamb, how the Israelites would, would would slaughter this Passover lamb, this lamb without defect, and this would become kind of to pay for their sins in the same way. Jesus is the Lamb of God who would die on the cross for our sins. Does that mean that Jesus is that lamb? No. The lamb is a type of Christ. It's picturing Jesus. It's pointing to someone greater. His name is Jesus. You know, you have other types. There's the scapegoat in Leviticus. There's, you know, Jacob's ladder in Genesis. There's, you know, Melchizedek in Genesis. There's, There's the city of refuge in Deuteronomy. There's all these different types of Christ. They all have features about them that should remind us of who Jesus is and what Jesus does, but they're not Jesus. They're a type. Lady wisdom is the same way. She's a type pointing to Jesus. See, lady wisdom was a figure of speech, a picture that Solomon used to describe wisdom. And guess what? According to Jesus, one greater than Solomon is here. It's Jesus Christ himself. And see, since lady wisdom is a picture pointing us to Jesus, what's the lesson? If you want to pursue wisdom, pursue Jesus. Since wisdom is always pointing to Jesus, if you want wisdom, go for Jesus. You know, I I was in second year law school many, many years ago. And in that year, I, I think I realized just how little wisdom I actually have. And so at the same time, I was learning a bunch of stuff in Proverbs and realizing that there's such a need for wisdom in my life. And there's a couple verses that I was, you know, thinking about, meditating on. One is Proverbs 14, 8, which says that the wisdom of the prudent is give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. That's one. Another one from Proverbs 14 uh, is the verse 35, a king delights in a wise servant, but a shameful servant incurs his wrath. And uh, I don't know if you can base a song on this, but I actually did. I I wrote a song, um, and I want to share it with you today because it kind of sums up all we're talking about today. Can I share it with you right now? Is that cool? Can we give God a big hand in this place right now? All right. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Uh, This song uh, is—my voice is going here, so I'll do my best to sing it. If I crack, then please forgive me. Uh, But this song is called Wisdom's Ways. And it's just talking about how much we need wisdom and asking God for that wisdom. And so here it goes. so goes like this.
2: <clears throat> Wisdom's ways, show me, Lord. Grant me a heart that is discerning giving thought to all my ways courting prudence till she fills me you are the king who dances not to the song of reckless. Fools, your steps are filled with wisdom. Oh, to be like you! You delight its servants wise, but your wrath awaits the shameful. I give my heart, refining Lord. With the grooms that come with wisdom. You are the king who dances. Not to the song of reckless fools. Your steps are filled with wisdom. The owner be like you. You are the king. You are the king who dances, not to the song of
3: reckless
2: fools. Your steps are filled with wisdom, oh, to be like you. To my life and everything
1: changed. You got a big hand, a big shout, and let's put together right now. Amen. Woo! Woo! Amen. Yeah. You know, when you ask Jesus into your life, everything changes. Amen. When you ask wisdom, God's wisdom into your life, everything changes. And I want to tell you today is that what changes is that you go from having no peace to a peace that passes understanding. You go from having no hope to a hope that's stronger than the grave. You go from having maybe no purpose or being lost in life to having a purpose that is not just for today, it's for eternity. That's what wisdom does when you ask for more of wisdom. That's what wisdom does when you pursue wisdom. Maybe you're here today and you still got questions. Maybe you're here today and you're new to all of this. But there's still something inside of you that realizes I need God's wisdom. I wanna tell you today, you can still say about wisdom, I'm still pursuing her. I'm still pursuing her. Maybe you're nervous. You can say, I'm still pursuing her. Maybe you've stumbled and fallen before and your tr- attempt to try to do what's right. You can say, but wasn't I'm still pursuing her. Maybe you've had some frustrations along the way. You can say, I'm still pursuing her. Maybe there's a mountain along the way, a height along the way. You can say, since she's calling, I'm still pursuing her. Maybe you're facing a crossroads right now, a difficulty you don't have an answer for. You can say, I'm still pursuing her. Oh, come on, give God a big hand, a big shout, and let's put together right now. It's because more than anything else, we need wisdom. And so today I just want to end by inviting you to respond to God today, not just to hear his call and walk away but to hear his call and respond. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to let you know this, is that you have someone who's been pursuing you long before you ever pursued him. His name is Jesus. He loved you so much that when we were separated from God because of our sin, when we couldn't reach God on our own, God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be called children of God. And if you're here and you've never invited Jesus Christ into your life, if you're here and you've never opened up your heart to Jesus, if you're here and you've never asked Jesus, to forgive your sins, then we want to give an opportunity to do just that right now. You can open your eyes and click the link that's in your chat room or you can you know, do a scan of the QR code that's on your screen. If you're on site, you just raise a hand if you want, but this is just our opportunity to respond to God. And if you're online, you're clicking that link, you're online, you scan that, 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 that QR code, it'll take you to a prayer that you can pray. And just so you're not doing this alone, I'm gonna pray this prayer with you as well. Just a simple way to invite Jesus Christ and his wisdom to fill your life. You ready to do that? Why don't you pray this prayer with me right now? Let me say, dear Jesus, thank you that because you love me, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. You rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart. Please come in and forgive my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust not in what I do but in what you've done for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer and you meant that from your heart, then the Bible says you are forgiven of your sins. You're a child of God. You're a citizen of heaven. And the best is yet to come. And we want to help you to make the most of this relationship with God that you have. We encourage you to keep coming back to church. Every baby needs a family to grow up in. We'd love to be your spiritual family. We also encourage you to get baptized. Baptism is simply a way of saying, I need a savior. His name is Jesus. And that's what we did just now. If you want more information about baptism, check out the baptism link in the chat room room. Also go to mythrive.info and click the baptism button there for more information on baptism. Lastly, for anyone and everyone here, for those of you who realize that you need to pursue wisdom, not just sit on your hands and hope and pray and wait that maybe wisdom will come to you, but you need to actively pursue wisdom with all that you have. If that's you and you realize that's you and you need that today, it's your turn to respond. you just lift up your hand to God right now and let the height of your hands reflect how much you need God, how much you need his wisdom in your life. And want you just in your own words to start talking to God. Don't wait for me to start talking. Don't wait for me to stop talking. You just start talking to God and in your own words. Don't worry about your neighbor doesn't concern them. Just start talking to God. He's here. He loves you. He's with you right now. He's listening. Would you start talking to God because from him comes wisdom. So we'll just start talking to God today from your heart in your own words to start talking to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Praise you, Father. Praise you, God. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. God of wisdom, God of wisdom, praise you today. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We thank you so much. We praise you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. If you know that you need to pursue wisdom in a way that you haven't before and you wanna do that starting today, I invite you to pray this prayer with me today. You can say, dear God, I want to pursue wisdom like never before. Please help me to pursue wisdom by doing what wisdom likes, by paying attention to wisdom every day, by asking specifically for wisdom and by getting to know Jesus better. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Will you give God a big hand, a big shout, and let's together right now? <laughs> Praise God. Maybe you're facing a mountain right now. There's a height along your way. Maybe you're at the crossroads. There's paths that are meeting. You don't know what way to go. Maybe you're here and you're at the gate of a city. You're starting a brand new season you know today that what you need more than anything is to go to God with wisdom, and he's here to give it to us. Praise God. We're going to hand the time to our band. They're going to sing a song, and I encourage you to sing with them. Mask or no mask, go ahead and sing. Whether you're online without a mask or you're here on set with a mask, let's give God our praise, because he hears your voice no matter what. And as we do so, let's give our very best to God, because he gave his very best to us. At the end of the song, I'm going to lead you in a prayer that you don't want to miss, and so let's give our very best to God right now.
3: The everlasting Father, Prince of Peace Emmanuel God with us you hear with me Wonderful Counselor, the God. Love Amen.
1: We give God a big hand, a big shout, and let's play together right now. It's been an amazing Sunday here at Thrive Church, a history-making Sunday. Thrive Church on site. Thrive Church Online, you guys are an amazing church and we love you guys so much. Praise God, the best is yet to come. If you call Thrive Church your home church or you just believe in the work that God is doing here, I encourage you to go to mythrive.info and there you can give your faithful tithes, your generous offerings. Know that when we seek God's kingdom first, he adds what he adds, everything we need. And not only does he add everything we need, but he also builds his church through us as well. So with all that in mind, thank you so much for giving. And let me pray this one last prayer for you today. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that wisdom comes from you and that you didn't make us to be lost all the time and kind of just fumbling our way through life, but you make wisdom available to us so that we can make right decisions, good decisions, the best decisions for our lives. And so God, we just want to thank you so much for the wisdom that comes from you and pray that we would pay attention to wisdom every day, that we would do what wisdom likes, that we would ask specifically for more wisdom, that we would follow Jesus and know Jesus better. God, it is a history-making day here in our church. We thank you so much for on-site services again. We thank you so much that we get to be together again this way, and we believe the best is yet to come. Thank you so much, and we give you praise. In Jesus' powerful, amazing, mighty name we pray, Amen. We give God a big hand, a big shout, and let's play together right now. Woo! Praise God. That brings us to a close here at Five Church, but the worship continues. Let's continue to worship God in all that we do. We'll see you guys really soon. Praise God. God loves you. We love you as well. Take care, everybody. Love you guys. See you guys online. See you guys on site. We'll see you guys really soon.
0: Thank you, Pastor Jamie, for that empowering message today. Now, let's get into some announcements. If this is your first time visiting us, connect with us by texting new to 604 255 or visit mycraft.info and we'll mail you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. If you're joining us on site, we want to meet and greet you. You can simply visit our welcome center outside the exit to pick up your water bottle. It's a way for us to show that we appreciate you and spending your precious time with us. You may have prayed the prayer earlier today to receive Jesus, and I want to let you know that's one of the best decisions you've made. Share with us the great news by texting BELIEVE to 604 255 or visit mythrive.info and click I want to receive Jesus today. We want to help you build your relationship with God, and so we've prepared a gift and great biblical content for you to enjoy while answering some of your questions about Christianity. For those who are joining us on-site, you can pick up your gift at the Welcome Center after service. If you're wondering what the next step is after you receive Jesus, it's baptism. If you'd like to get baptized or find out more about baptism, head on over to mythrive.info and click baptism or visit the Welcome Center. We are so excited to let you know that starting today, Thrive Church will continue to meet both on-site and online at 9.30 and 11.30, so you can join us wherever you feel the most comfortable. We are equally excited to see you in person or online. For those who are coming to our on-site service, we have safety protocols in place, and be sure to pre-register beforehand. For more information or to pre-register, please visit thrivechurch.ca slash reopening. For the past few weeks, we've been diving into a brand new message series called Rise Up and Wise Up. We learned from Pastor JB today the four keys to pursuing and finding wisdom. Let's be sure to put that into practice by coming back next week for episode four of Rise Up and Wise Up and be sure to invite all your friends and family to join us on site or online. Now, what would it look like for you to take a step even deeper into your relationship with Thrive? We have so many people investing and partnering with the mission of Thrive with what God is doing here, and I want to invite you into that as well. If you enjoyed the service today, I want to encourage you to invest into what God is installing here at Thrive by heading to mythrive.info and click online giving. If you're joining us in person at Thrive Center and would love to give with cash or checks, we also have an offering box by the auditorium wall on your way out. Thank you to those who have already generously invested into Thrive's ministries. And that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the week. And don't forget to pre-register for the on-site service next Sunday. And I'll see you all next week right here at Thrive Church Online and on-site. Bye!